What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Curveballs and Chair Shots. My name is Brandon Tanguma, and sitting beside me in person, more than six feet away from me, outside of the Hobson household, is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson. Dominic, how are you doing today? Might have picked the wrong day to do a podcast outside. It's a little windy, but hey, it's the best weather we had in a while. It is a little windy today. It's not scorching hot like it normally is. The entire West Coast, I believe, is still on fire. Not as bad. Not as bad, but it's been a few weeks since the West Coast has been burning as the big dog licks me because she <laughs> misses me so much because it's been a while since we've done this in person. It's been over a month. We've been on a long Zoom streak, but now we have to be in person because we have a very special announcement that we have to make. I'm pregnant. No, wait. Are you going to be one of those uh, parents that's like, we're pregnant? No, never. Never? She's pregnant. She's not pregnant. No, no, but she's not. She's not pregnant. I'm just joking. Okay, just gotta put that out there, because she definitely listens back, and if she listens to this, she's gonna smack the shit at you. Well, no, I think her, I think one of her coworkers does, and I don't want somebody to be like, "Oh my god, you're pregnant." She's like, "Who the fuck did you hear that from?" And then you know, I get beat. So, anyways, we have once again sad news to talk about. This one contains the wrestling world, but there are some sports ties as well. Road Warrior Animal Joe Laurinaitis passed away. At the age of 60, unfortunate, this took place uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, 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 I believe. Today's Friday, so yes, Wednesday. It did, he passed away Wednesday, very sudden, didn't hear any news about him being ill health or anything like that. We still don't exactly know what is, you know, what was the cause of death's death, but the Road Warriors are very influential, a very popular tag team in the world of pro wrestling, and LeBron James even tweeted that the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, was his favorite tag team of all time as a lovely... Did you miss this? Well, I, I mean, I think they're uh, eventually going to expand the airport, so get rid... I, I think this may be the last... If not, there might only be a few more backyard podcasts. In the, in the Until we get a backyard studio, a.k.a. a shed. Yes. But anyways, Dominic... Don't you have a shed in your backyard? I, I mean, it might be considered a shed, but I would not want to be inside that shed. Uh, well, well, Dominic, well, let's get back on track. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Your thoughts about Road Warrior Animal, Road Warriors in general, after Animal, Joe Laurinaitis, has passed away? I mean, you can never deny the fact that influenced, I would say, hundreds of tag teams. I mean, I remember he just hearing that entrance, the, the water w brush literally jumped up and wanted to see action the question i have for you is he wasn't too fond of the women's division correct i don't know dominic i'm i'm fairly certain he was saying he he used to he was saying stuff uh about like beck i don't know if it was about becky or or somebody like that but i remember he he wasn't fond of some female wrestlers and oh i think it was the, how the female females had the main event at wrestlemania i think that's what he was not high on and people used to give him shit for it but other than that i think you know a very very big loss and uh yeah he'll be missed i think a lot of people might remember him from the 90s but if you want to see the peak road warriors you definitely go and seek out what they did in the 80s in the nwa the awa japan and everything like that dark side of the ring they did a road warriors special on them a few months ago 
fantastic stuff. I mean, obviously, uh, Animal was kind of the more grounded one. Hawk was the more partier. He, unfortunately, did pass away due to complications and overdoses and everything like that, uh, you know, almost 20 years ago at this point. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Road Warriors are just a special tag team that there's, they're literally like a huge pop. It's called the Road Warrior Pop because how over they were. And you talked about their theme song, the WWF theme song, but they used to come out to Iron Man from, you know, Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne. There you go, Black Sabbath, yeah. But Ozzy Osbourne is there, you know. Is it the greatest band of all time? Black Sabbath? Yeah. No, that'd be Creed, right? (laughs) No, Nickelback. Yes, it is. Of course, Nickelback, the greatest. We'll put that on Twitter. We'll we'll, we'll put a poll, greatest band ever, Black Sabbath, Creed, or Nickelback. And we'll probably get kicked off the internet. Quite possibly, but yeah, he will be missed. I would assume there's people Where's out. the sports ties to this, Brandon? His son, oh, okay, James Laurinaitis, was a pretty good linebacker in the NFL. He played for the Rams, most notably. And so there you go. There's your does sports tie. Does he still tie. play? He does not still play. Oh. Yes. I also I did bring up LeBron James saying that was his favorite tag team. So there is your other sports tie-in. Would you say out of your top three tag teams of all time, are they top three? They would not be in my top three just because I was not around when they were there. But shout out to Sonny. Sonny was the manager for the Legion of Doom 2000 back in Sable the day. Sable over Sonny. Mm, no, Sonny all day. That's a poll we need to have. All right. Team okay. Sonny or Team Sable? Okay. It's definitely Team Sonny. Put it, want me to put it up right now? See what happens? No. Yep, put it up right now. Do you even know how to spell Sonny? S-U-N-N-Y. Is it an L? Or is it U? I think it was Sonny Gray. I'll look it up right now. Okay, there we go. See, I, I try to pose the question to try to stump you, and then I stump myself because I try to overthink it. Well, that's because, you know, Brandon, in, the, in this podcast, I feel like I am the brains, and you're, like, more the brawn, you know? Like, you know. Brawn. Yes, you're, you're Braun Strowman. I'm Alexa Bliss. Put it that way. I've always wanted to fuck you. <laughs> All right, so as we make a uh, quick right turn on that our special announcement is you boys actually have a sponsorship a partnership 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 partnership. with raise energy that is r-a-z-e energy go and follow them on the instagram go follow us on instagram while you're at it curveballs and cs we have a link to it if you guys want to go check it out we have a special promo code that'll get you guys 15 percent off use the promo code cbcs at checkout to get 15% off your Raise Energy products. And if you would like to just try it out, sample it, one might say, go to RaiseEnergy.com and they will give you a four-pack of their most popular energy drink flavors, which I just ordered today. It's free, quote-unquote, but you got to pay for shipping and handling. It's 10 bucks, so full transparency. There you go. And, Dominic, I have to give you all the credit. I didn't do any of this. This was all you were doing. So, well, I mean, it's just—it was honestly a shot in the dark. Uh, I saw that they wanted people. I said, "Hey, we got a podcast, sports and wrestling. Energy drinks kind of go hand in hand with sports and wrestling because, you know, me and Brandon, as much as we don't brag about, it, I think too much. I mean, we probably brought it up that you know, Brandon and I both have played football, baseball. Uh, I pl- you played flag football. I played actual high school football. You know, but I played tackle football in the streets, dog. Old school. You don't want none. We'll talk about that later. But we've all we've all played 
multi we're both multi sport athletes. Not anymore because you know we athletes in very much quotation marks yes, there. Yes, exactly. Uh, we have retired, but uh, I'm still a free agent. If any, <laughs> you know, amateur baseball league would like to sign me, play second, third, outfield. You know, just let your boy know. Right bench. Um, but uh, definitely not a pinch runner. We 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 definitely know pinch fielder. Being down, feeling sluggish, and you need that good pick me up and raise energy. I I think is by far one of the honestly, and and I hope we don't get in trouble for this. I think they're a lot better than bangs. I'm sorry. Ooh, hot take. Hot take. Better than bangs. Better than rains. I mean, definitely. You need to try it to believe it. I tried it, and my mind is blown away. Does it give you? You, you need you know you need to add the sound effect, please. Right. So no, no I mean like a real sound effect. I am a real sound effect. But anyways, I have not tried the product yet, but I have heard good things about it. Uh, Dominic has a big old sample pack that I will be taking home, and I'll give you my honest review next week. I also did get the sample pack, so I can have many, very many different flavors and everything of that nature. Fun fact, every Friday I have an energy drink, a little pick-me-up to give me the energy and the gusto that I need to give you guys the audio entertainment that you guys so desire. So, there you go. Use Raise Energy. And if you guys you don't want to commit to buying you know, a 12-pack or the 10-pack, whatever, they have a little link or a little search bar thing that you can find places near you that sell it. Mostly I've seen that they're at GNC, so if you go to the GNC near you, they should have one. You know, Pick one out for a couple bucks, try it out, and let me know what you think, because I am a big energy drink guy. I like the bangs, like the rains. You know, kind of. I'm more of the zero calorie guy now. So, you know, monsters and everything of that nature. I kind of go for the zero calorie effect. So, they also have powders and pre-workout stuff if you're into that. You don't got to go to the can because I know usually the cans are more expensive. But get those powders, mix it up, shake it up. Get wrecked, yo. Get wrecked. Does it get wrecked or does it get ripped? Get ripped. I, I would assume you're trying to get ripped if you're doing a pre-workout. You're trying to get wrecked. That's more drunk. Yeah, huh? if, you're, if you're better than me and Dominic and actually work out during quarantine, use those pre-workouts and not just use it to wake up because you're lazy and everything of that nature. So once again, before I go on too long, raiseenergy.com. Use promo code CBCS at checkout. 15% off and shit like that. But anyways, let's get into the actual news, the actual stuff we normally talk about on this podcast we got the final weekend we're at the home stretch of the major league baseball season now for the most part on the american league it is all set in stone the seating and the numbers kind of up in the air but the astros and the angels the second place in the west still is to be determined but it looks as though the astros will be the team to clinch that second spot the uh the national league however is definitely more open seeding wild cards those are the teams or those are the standings that really are up for grabs so we're not going to go too much in depth about predictions or anything like that because we don't want to give predictions on games and things that might not actually happen next week the wild card division or the wild card series the quick three games at home those should be done by the next time, so we should be doing the division series predictions at that time. So just quickly to recap, we have the Tampa Bay Rays, the number one seed, facing off against the Toronto Blue Jays, who have clinched. So all the American League teams, except for the second in the West, have clinched. Of course. They will be going up, so Tampa Bay going up against Toronto in the East matchup. Then we got the 4-5 with the Chicago White Sox 
the fourth seed, so the number two seed in the Central, taking on the New York Yankees. Then the 6-3 matchup, thus far the A's taking on the Houston Astros. And the 7-2 matchup, the AL Central with the Twins and the Indians. Now, we don't need to give complete predictions, but I will say with the A's kind of maybe could get to that second or first seed, I would much rather have them face the Astros because I know they can beat them instead of the Indians. I'm very scared of that Indians rotation. They can get super hot, and also Jose Ramirez and that lineup can get hot as well that I kind of do not want to play the Indians in a three-game series. I think last year when we were talking about when the A's made the wild card, I think we were talking about who we want them to play, and you're like, I remember you mentioned Tampa Bay you were afraid of, but I also remember, oh, we get past the wild card. I don't want to play the Indians. They're scary. Good. I think you're kind of in the same situation here. Is Indians scary good. Astros, we can beat them, but it's as much as I hate the Astros. There's a decent ball team still. you got to be careful. I mean, yeah, Verlander's out, and everyone's not really playing up to the potential that they were playing in the past seasons, maybe because they're not cheating, but you still, you, they're still a decent ball club. You got to be careful. But I do agree. I would, I would want to face the Astros over the Indians. It's something that I feel not a lot of people are talking about is because in this shortened season, everyone just playing inside their own division or in their own, you know, time zone. One might say, is that you're not playing the Central, the East Coast teams. So if you're able to get a team in your division, whether like the A's and the Astros, where the A's have just completely dominated the Astros, you feel go- good going into that matchup. Unless, unlike if you go against the Indians, the White Sox, or you know any of the other teams outside of your division to where you haven't faced any of those pitchers. You don't have any experience against them, and it's a very, it could be a shot in the dark if you have any success, success against them. I don't want to go too much on the A's, but once again, I'm a little scared because the A's are limping, literally and figuratively, into the playoffs right now. They're coming off of a series loss against the Dodgers. It is the Dodgers. But they did not look very good in their two losses. And But I think we've also said be, when they actually announced the season was taking place, I think we announced that uh, teams can get hot and then drop off. I feel like the A's kind of stayed mildly warm throughout the whole season. A couple, couple people went down. I mean, yes, they're limping, but I feel like the – this is going to be the only shot the A's are going to have. I feel like the divisions are just getting tougher and tougher for them, and they're not really keen on signing the right players at the right time. So, I mean, I, I'll give the A's I'll, – I'll count on them. I'll give them the series against the Astros if they do face the Astros, but I feel like it's going to be an uphill battle from there. And now move over to the National League, where only four of the eight spots have been clinched. The Dodgers and the Padres both have the two best records in the league, but obviously the Dodgers will be the first place team, the number one seed over there. Then you got the Atlanta Braves and the Chicago Cubs also clinching, but the, if I can kind of look up what everything means, the Braves have clinched the East Division. The Cubs have not clinched the Central Division. Only a few games left, so seemingly unless they just drop all the games and either the Cardinals or the Reds win the rest of their games, the Cubs seemingly will be that number three seed. Speaking of the Cardinals and the Reds, those two teams are neck and neck. They both have, they're both at the same winning percentage. I believe the Cardinals, who had the COVID situation, they're still a game behind. 
I believe if I try to do some quick math, which very hard well, you're, you're for tr- me you're, to you're do. You're trying to talk, add, subtract, look up teams, and all this other stuff. I mean, I'm a Brand- hardworking man, Brandon. Damn it. I think you need an energy drink. Mm. What kind of energy drink, Dominic? Oh no, but I have a room full of raised energy drinks. That a room full? I take that back. I only have like five cans. Thank you. Hold it out on me. But anyway, so the National League, just how everything looks at this very moment. You got the Dodgers-Giants, 1-8 seed. I think the Dodgers would pretty much handily defeat the Giants. I mean, Jesus, Dominic. Oops, sorry. You're I almost for- going to tip over I everything. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, I almost tipped over my beer. That's the most important thing. Forget the podcast. I almost tipped over my beer. What kind of beer are you drinking? PBR. I mean, I like how I asked the question. And What are you drinking, Dominic? Bless you. PBR, but I do have... A prickly pear beer next to me, too. Then the 5-4 matchup would be the San Diego Padres taking on the St. Louis Cardinals. The Padres, technically the second-best team in the National League, but because they're behind the the Dodgers, they're relegated to the four seed. Then the surprise team of the possibly the year, the Miami Marlins 6-3. I talked about how their starting pitching is very scary. Yeah, I don't know if you want to go against them. Maybe not the same caliber as the Indians because I don't think the lineup of the Marlins are as tough. But I think that starting pitching, if you just get, you know, a really good outing from two of their starters, they can really shut shit down. Then in the 7-2 matchup, me and Mr. X's Reds have done the impossible. They've come back out of the depths of hell and they have a playoff spot at the moment. The seven seed taking on the Atlanta Braves. So I'm not going to talk about it, not going to jinx them. I'm just saying they are in the playoffs right now. Now, but not for long. Shout out Trevor Bauer. He's the GOAT. Watch his vlogs if you haven't. So the question I have to you, and this is kind of just a broad sta- uh, question here, but out of all the teams in the American League, out of the teams in the National League, what two teams would you be surprised to see in the World Series? think the teams that I would be most surprised to make it all the way to the World Series from the American side I would probably say the Astros and the Blue Jays yes I know Tyler over at Trapdoor to Hell has the Blue Jays making all the way to the World Series but I just don't see them having the pitching and the hitting to really compete with I mean even the Tampa Bay Rays who are their first round matchup and then the Astros as I said not saying they're gonna lose to the A's in the first round but very similar I just don't feel that they're hitting is up to snuff, and their pitching, I mean, their bullpen is just not very good. If you can get some good outings from Granke and guys of that nature, fine, but I think their bullpen can't hold up for a five, seven-game series, especially since there's no off days. You're just going to constantly be playing every single day, and those guys might fall fall apart, and if they fall apart for a game or two, then that will cost you the series. Then over to the National League, I think the Giants Obviously, I mean, I'm picking... Giants over the Marlins? I would say so, because I just feel, once again, the Giants, No, there's no real standout player. I mean, Yastrzemski, he's doing fantastic. Donnie Barrels is good as well, but there's just not, like, that starter, that pitcher. I, pitching is very important in the playoffs, Dominic, and I just yes. don't see the Giants having that caliber of pitcher to really put them, you know, they don't have a Bumgarner or a Lincecum, someone to really put them on their back and carry them to the World Series. They have a Johnny Cueto. Come on. And then, I, I mean, I've seen this, the saying the praises of the Marlins, but I have to pick the second team. I'll probably say the Marlins. 
the Cubs, I think, is another one. I mean, you Darvish possibly is your National League Cy Young winner. Javi Baez not doing very good at the moment. I mean, he's almost a detriment to the team. He's almost kind of like Jose Altuve in the National League. Just not being, He's a superstar who's just not doing really anything at the moment. So I would probably say the Cubs and the Giants are the two teams that I would say won't make it. Reds, not going to talk about them. All right. Then we got some more playoff news to talk about. We got the NBA oh, playoffs. Yeah. We got two. Uh, we got both of the series being at three-one as we speak. Ooh. The Miami Heat game is about to tip off or going to tip off. It is starting at five thirty. So in fifteen minutes, we will have tip off of Game Five. The Heat looking to clinch the East and make it to the finals. They are up three games to one against those Boston Celtics. I believe I said last podcast that I had the Heat in five. Tyler Hero is literally being a hero right now, just on fire. Don't know how he's not first team on the first team rookie team team rookie. Team rookie? Rookie team? I don't know, but Tyler Hero is an absolute god. Rookie team, first class. And he is being fantastic. Dominic, did you see the Heat doing this to the Celtics? Yeah. I'm I'm fairly certain – that I think we agreed upon the Heat, uh, heat taking the divi- uh, the conference 4-1. F- to one. Because the Heat are on fire. Yeah, remember? That's what, I, that's what I said. I believe that was the title of the podcast exactly. two weeks ago. Do you know why? Because Dominic knows titles. Exactly. Grammar, not so much. Yes. <laughs> but as I said, I think the Celtics, if they were to play like perfectly and play their style and not get thank you Dominic for you have some white paint on your hands Dominic I know you're a hard-working man what were you doing today at the uh, orchard supply hardware I did not hear a word you said that's how loud that plane was you know we shouldn't do podcasts outside anymore we could do it in your room but you know your room's too messy it's dirty whoa whoa kayfabe sorry or we can do do, 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 do it on zoom but I wanted free shit I was actually going to tell you to come over and just pick it up, but you didn't want to. I mean, you didn't give me that option. Exactly. I think the Celtics are going to put up another fight. I mean, all four of these games have been close. The Celtics, I think they've had a lead in pretty much all of the games, but the Heat have been able to come back. And the Celtics just haven't been able to really put together a four-quarter game to play their best basketball. I really think the Heat defense is really disrupting them. Hero is just shooting the lights out. Jimmy Buckets is getting key buckets. He's not being, he's not taking over the games by any means, but I think Tyler Hero, MVP of the Eastern Conference Finals, obviously. Is Gordon Hayward, okay, if the Celtics don't either make this a seven-game series or pretty much if the Celtics don't win this game, is Gordon Hayward on the chopping block to be traded next What's with season? you and asking me who, if people should be traded all the time? I just feel like that's something that a lot of people would like to know because, you know, people play fantasy sports and, you know, th- is he going to get traded next? Is there a possibility? Is this Gordon Hayward's fault? Let's, let's ask you that then. It can't be Gordon Hayward's fault because Gordon Hayward doesn't even really start for them. He just came back from an injury. He's got the titillating mustache. He came back and then they win the game. So, I mean, if anything, Gordon Hayward's pulling this team to victory. Okay. Thank you for your analysis. You are thankful for my analysis then over to the west coast one might say the best coast the los angeles lakers take a three to one series lead against the denver nuggets nuggets have been in this position not once 
but twice. Do they do it again and come back against the Lakers? I sure as hope so, man. I would love nothing more to see LeBron be all pissed off and upset when, what's his name? Jokic. Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, that's what it was. To have him hold up that MVP trophy. Yeah, because LeBron really is looking for the Western Conference Final MVP trophy. Well, I mean, he would get it if they were to win the series, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, but I I don't think LeBron I know, I know he's not upset at that. He'll be more upset that he didn't make it to the finals and win it, you know, because he's doing this for Kobe, of course. But, of course, RIP. You know, you know, part of me wants the Lakers to go all the way and win because it is for Kobe. Mad respect. Miss him every day. But then the other part of me doesn't want him to do it. Because fuck LeBron? Because fuck LeBron. I do think the Lakers will win. Maybe not game five. I think they, they'll they make them sweat. I think the Lakers will get it done in six. I believe that was my official prediction that the Lakers will win in six. I, I do find it funny that the Nuggets keep finding themselves down 3-1. And they've done it to the Jazz. They did it to the Clippers. I thought the Clippers were a better team than the... Lakers, but as we see, playoff Paul George came into effect. Playoff Kawhi didn't exactly show up. But I think, not just the Kobe thing, but I think LeBron is going to will this team to victory, and also Anthony Davis is emerging. I think Anthony Davis is the best player on that team. I have no comment on that matter. Because it's true. Because the best player on the team is that bold white guy. Charlie Caruso? That is no. You you got me to say yeah, but I don't know who that is. What's his name? Is his name his last name Caruso or something? Something like that. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about. That's why I said Charlie Caruso. Shout out to Charlie. You know who the who you know I'm talking about though. Any hoots. Let's move on to everyone's favorite segment. We are in week three of Dominic's picks. Bum, bum. Now in week two, Dominic once again beat me by a single game so now he has taken a two game lead on your boy this is why they call it dominic's picks they don't call it brandon's picks because dominic knows what the hell he is talking about so dominic on the potatoes potatoes a potato flew around your room oh man i was thinking of a a tiktok and i can't remember now i thought you're not on tiktok because the chinese government will come and take all your stuff i'm I'm not on tiktok but uh, you know i did i was on it for a while you just watch tiktoks from instagram Pretty much. Anyways. Dominic went 13-4 and four in week two. Bring him to an overall record of 25-9. and Your boy went 12-5, and five, bringing my overall record to 23-11. and 11. And the pivotal game was yesterday's Thursday night matchup. Let's talk about it. The deciding one to see who won the week. And yes, Dominic did pick the Miami Dolphins. And the Miami Dolphins handily defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars 31-13. Dominic, you picked them to win. Your thoughts on the Finns' victory? I am super duper excited. Not just for me winning week two again. Also a very big week in the fantasy world of football. Because Because, because I was on... I think in the group chat I'm in, I can't remember the guy I'm facing. Ah, what's his name? Um, is it Brandon? You're facing the one and only Pink Yeti. Pink Yeti, that's who it is. Yeah, yeah. 
And I think I got a text message saying, like, oh, Dominic, don't cry when Minshew throws, you know, 300 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, he something. almost did throw 300 yards, just to, just know? the record. And I was like, damn, you know, he's probably right because his Dolphins suck. And, he, you know, he's going to get, like, 40, 50 points, and I'm going to be, you know. And, of course, I'm going to start Tannehill this week. I'm going to get nothing out of him. But uh, it looks like your guy only got, like, 25. Isn't super bad. We do play in a league that has a point per completion, so thank God for those garbage time completions. He did have a fumble and an interception, so he could have had over 30 points, but I digress. But you have 25 from your starting your quarterback, bro. I have had, but yet, week one, I had 19 from Jared Goff, and I still got the win by like 40. True, true. So I, I know, not, not to let my guard down, but when I'm my, still projected to be Dominic by about 20 plus when points, my anyways. Back up to my backup running back scored almost 15, though. Come on. That's a quite good game by your running back, so I don't know why you're complaining. I know, but I'm I'm not complaining. I'm saying like, you know, here here here. Can we talk about real football, Dominic? We could talk about fantasy football. I don't know, I smell something that smells so good, I'm so hungry right now. What Dominic Dominic's hungry? Dude, I shocking. Do you don't smell that? I do smell it. What is it? What do you think it is? Curry? Steph Curry? Oh man, it smells so fucking good. The Dolphins went up against the Patriots in week one. Gave him a fight for about three quarters. Went up against the Bills in week two. Gave him a fight. that Took the lead late. And now we see the Dolphins handily, I mean, I, I would probably say handily beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I think the Dolphins are better than what people give them credit for. I think the Dolphins, not a sneaky good team, but I think they're going to put up a fight and they're going to you know, win some games. I think Jacksonville, I had a little higher hopes for them. That defense was atrocious. But I think both these teams are, I think Jacksonville is kind of on the way down, tanking for Trevor, even though Minshew is doing his best to try to keep that starting job. Well, the Dolphins are kind of on the way up. They got Tua waiting in the wings, so we're going to see if and when he plays and takes over that starting job. But let's get into... Well, well hang on. I want to make a statement real quick. Brandon, gives you a sip of beer. Listen to the statement. I think the Dolphins are a very sneaky good team because I feel like they're the team, yeah, they might not break even this year. They might not be 500. But they're the team that when you're pushing for a playoff spot, they're the one you don't want to go up against because they're going to beat you. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Now let's get into the actual predictions. We got the San Francisco 49ers traveling back to the Meadowlands, Meadowlands after they defeated the New York Jets. But insert Thanos meme, you beat the Jets, but what did it cost? Pretty much everything. Ig. Exactly. You got both of their starting running backs out with uh, Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman being out. Uh, Nick Bosa is out for the season. Solomon Thomas is out. Uh, well, Richard Sherman was out before the game started, so just another person on top of that. Jimmy Garoppolo will not be playing. He has a high ankle sprain, which is similar to what Michael Thomas has. So we're going to have to see how long Jimmy Garoppolo will be out. And Kittle. And Kittle will not play, I do not think. But his status is up in the air once again. I think you want to keep him off. The 49ers were complaining that the turf, artificial turf at the Meadowlands, they didn't like it. They thought it was sticky, and that was a component to why there are so many injuries. And now you have to go back there a week after and play there again. Don't know if it's a mental thing or because the NFL NFLPA went out there. They said there was no evidence that this was a dangerous playing surface, but – you got to go back out there. And the Giants, 
also have injuries. I mean, the entire NFL, it was a terrible week for injuries. We're going to probably talk about most of them. Yeah. Losing Saquon Barkley, tears his ACL. Not the only ACL tear, I mean. Terrible. You got Nick Bosa and uh, Saquon Barkley tearing their ACL last week. And now you got uh, Sterling Shepard, who is out. Turf toe, right? I I think so. Turf toe. So, you know, pretty much half of their offense is out. And both these teams limping into the game. Dominic, 49ers should, I believe, win. But, you know, mental things and maybe the Giants not as hurt trying to be win one for Saquon they did sign Devontae Freeman we're gonna have to see what his usage is I don't expect too much from Devontae Freeman I think maybe he'll get some a lot of the running work but I don't see him being a part of the passing game all that much Dominic Giants not well yes Giants Giants I almost said like Giants like because I was gonna say San Francisco wrong Giants, Giants. New York the New York Giants taking on the San Francisco Giants I will take on the 49ers on the sole fact that I feel like it's going to be a battle of the reserves, and I think the Niners' reserves are just a little bit better. I will go with the 49ers as well. The Washington football team goes up against the Cleveland Browns. The Browns coming off a long week, beating the Cincinnati Bengals on a Thursday night. The football team lost to the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, this was, this is kind of a, a low-level game. Dominic, uh, who you got in this one? I think I will have to go with Odell's favorite thing, and that is the Browns. I will go with the Browns as well. I think Washington, their defense is all right. It's fine. I think the offense just it kind of just runs. It, it definitely does need work. I mean, Terry McLaurin is pretty much the only offensive weapon they have. And the Browns are going to look to run the ball down the football team's throat. And I think that is what they're God, going to do. I can't stand do. I can't stand that. Would you like me to just call them the racial slurs again? <sighs> can you say a Washington? Nah. nah. Oh, whatever. Do whatever you want. The Cincinnati Bengals take on the Philadelphia Eagles, who are 0-2. Both of these teams 0-2, trying to get the first win of the season. Cincy also coming off of a long week. Philly losing to the Rams last week, which I think the Rams are a lot better than people are giving them credit for. The Eagles, I think a lot worse than what people were giving them credit for at the beginning of the season. Who gets the first win of the season? I'm going to go with the Bengals. I feel like, uh, you know, in the words of John Cena, their time is now. I kind of do want to go with the Bengals, but this might be me being stupid and trying to chase down those two games. I will go with the right. Philadelphia Eagles. Gonna regret it. It is at home. You get Miles Sanders, you know, second week back. He looked pretty good. That defense, not very good of the Bengals. Uh, I, I would, I mean, if this does turn into a shootout, I would favor the Bengals, but I'm kind of hoping it doesn't turn into a shootout. But then we got the Las Vegas Raiders, who are undefeated. Since moving to Las Vegas, the Raiders are undefeated. Taking on the New England Patriots, who had a maybe the game of the year thus far against the Seattle Seagulls. Uh, The the Vegas Raiders looked really good against the Saints. Don't know if it was good Raiders, bad Saints. Taking on the one-and-one New England Patriots, trying to get a bounce back. Dominic, I wonder... They're playing uh, in New England. They are playing in New England, yes. Well, Brandon... You ready for the lock of the week? I'm ready. Sticking with my Las Vegas Raiders. They haven't let me down just yet. 
All right, and I will differ from you as well. I think I'm going to – this is not me chasing. I do think the New England Patriots will win. That defense in New England is not the same defense that it was last year. I know they've lost a few key pieces because of opt-outs, but I do – I very much am high on Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton will run all over them, throw for a bunch of yards, and Stephon Gilmore, I, th- I think it's going to be interesting to see who he picks. The, I mean, Henry Ruggs is out of the game so he will not be playing so you don't got to really worry about that vertical threat so I think you can really key in on Darren Waller Waller the baller who had a fantastic game on Monday but I will go with the Patriots then we go to Atlanta as the Falcons host the Chicago Bears the Bears Dominic who you got in this game I don't know this is this is kind of a difficult one for me um you know, shot in the dark. Flip of, flip, flip of a bottle cap, Brandon. The uh, Ultra Fusions cap is heads for the Bears. Not, not, not cap. Top is the Falcons. Falcons. I was gonna say. I was gonna say Bears again. That's going with the Bears. And I will go. I with mean, the Atlanta. That was Atlanta, right? Yeah. Falcons. I'm going with the Falcons. Let's no, go with the Falcons. No matter what, I will go with the Falcons. Falcons. I think. That this is going to be, I mean, it kind of has to be a shootout if the Falcons have really any shot because that defense is not very good. And Mitch Trubisky hasn't been able to really put it all together for four quarters. So if the Falcons can get out in front of them and keep it going for all four quarters, I don't think the Chicago offense can keep up with the Falcons. That is a heavy task against the Bears defense, but I think they can get just enough, you know, keep it. as If they score at least 28 points, get four touchdowns, I think the Falcons will win the game. Now we move on to a sneaky good matchup. We get the Los Angeles Rams traveling all the way to Buffalo, New York to take on the Buffalo Bills. I think this is a very interesting matchup. Possible uh, Super Bowl matchup, one might say. Bills. I really want to go with the Rams because I like of what I've seen with the Rams thus far. And the mascot is the mascot is messing up my microphone right now. He's looking all over me. Hey, what are you doing? Get the fuck hey, out of hey, here. Hey, 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 hey. Mascot? I've been here for like an hour, and then he finally decides to attack me. He's just a lovable little baby boy. Go to the Bills, though. You know why, Brandon? Nobody circles the wagon like. The Los Angeles Rams. Fuck it. I'm going <laughs> with the Rams to win i think that defense is much improved uh stefan diggs and josh allen have been lighting it up i think you get marcus peters or not marcus peters jalen ramsey out there locks stefan diggs down they got malcolm brown back and i think malcolm brown and uh daryl henderson will be able to run the ball against the buffalo bills and i'm going to go with the rams so this is going to be a make or break week because i feel right. as though we're going to be differentiating on a we lot have two of two different picks. games right now so we got the Houston Texans, who are 0-2. Played against two tough teams early on, though. Taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers' staunch defense. Dominic, it is in Pittsburgh. Don't know how much of that factors into during this COVID season. But Texans trying to get back on the winning ways. It's not going to happen, man. Going to go with Pittsburgh. I will go with Pittsburgh as well, I believe. The defense is shut down. Deshaun Watson not looking fantastic. Will Fuller question marks are if he's going to play or not but Wolf Filler just in general is very hit or miss injury wise and 
yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers. Then we get the Tennessee Titans, who picking up right where they left off from last year's AFC Championship season, taking on the Minnesota Vikings, who uh, someone on this podcast may or may not have predicted them to win the NFC North. That prediction is not looking too good right now because Kirk Cousins is very much Kirk Cousinsing right now. So what? I will go with the Tennessee Titans because Kirk Cousins is going to Kirk Cousins. They, I want them to get their shit together selfishly as the big dog almost eats the little dog or the mascot. It was a little dog. We, we have been here for how long and they decided to play now? It's been 40 minutes, so. True. True. True that. Uh, thanks, thanks, thanks. Hey, you guys. Hey, we're film. We're uh, we're recording here. We're recording here. Can you guys uh take what's inside, please? Take that's gonna be as a. That is a. <laughs> Remember the good old days when we would do Zoom podcasts? Oh we, God, yes. We wouldn't have like. Well, I guess we would still have. Remember the days you used to do this in your bedroom? Those were like the first few weeks. I know, amazing, yeah. huh? Mm-hmm. Miss it? I always miss it. Never forget. Did you give your uh, Tennessee and Minnesota picks? I'll go with the Tennessee. All right. We get the Carolina Panthers taking on the Los Angeles Chargers, who will have Justin Herbert under center for the second straight week. Why? Because Tyrod Taylor had his lung punctured before the game last week because he was dealing with some rib injuries. So they decided, like, okay, rib cert? Okay, we'll puncture your fucking lung. Here you go. This is something that is a possibility when doing this type of injection. It is very rare for it to happen, but it could happen, and it's one of those things that you have to do it at the very beginning, right before kickoff, for the thing to linger and hold steady for the entire game. And so Justin Herbert comes out against the defending Super Bowl champion and looked damn good. I think he will continue on that way. The Carolina Panthers offense definitely, what? You said reigning Super Bowl champion? Kansas City Chiefs. Last oh, week. I, I thought you were talking about the Panthers. I was like, I'm just bouncing all over the place. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Sorry, continue. They'll be playing the Carolina Panthers, who will be down possibly the most, the best offensive weapon in the league. And Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> he <laughs> went down. Dominic, what is his official uh, injury? I kind of forget. I don't know. I didn't read into it. I'm so sad he's, he's out. But yes. But I'm not trading him, okay? So stop asking. I didn't ask you. You asked me like twice. Devontae Freeman for Christian McCaffrey straight up. Suck my ass. What can I get for Stefan Diggs? I have to take a look at your lineup. Okay, okay. I'll take a look at it right now. We're not going to do a live trade right now. We've already gone too damn long. I think the Chargers will win. They will beat the Panthers. Uh, and This should be a fun game to watch. Both these teams might not be going anywhere, but I think there's going to be a lot of points being put up. Going to go with the Chargers. Justin Herbert gets his first win. Dominic does he get his first win, and does Tyrod Taylor get his starting job back? Uh, Tyrod Taylor is done. Herbert is the future. He's proven it last week against probably arguably one of the best teams in the NFL today. Uh, so I'm going to say no. I feel bad for Tyrod, though. You think you know he, he's, he misses action because someone else fucked up. Shit happens, man. That's life. That's life. Hey, there's only two things in life, that's for sure. Death and taxes. Tyrod, sorry. You got screwed. Herbert's the future. He has shown that he can do it all. And sorry to... Uh, who's the Panthers quarterback again? 
Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy, Sir Teddy, you own three cuz. The New York Football Jets take on the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts also dealing with some injuries as well. I mean, pretty much everybody is dealing with injuries after these first two weeks. Dominic, would you equate, what would be the reasoning for all these injuries? Is it because of COVID, the no preseason, no practices and everything like that? Or it's just one of those freak things that sometimes we have, seems like every year we have like one week that there's a lot of injuries, but this one seemed pretty big. I feel like it's just one of those rare, rare occasions that everyone's getting hurt. But the significant of the the significance of the injuries with all these torn ACLs and all these people that are out for the rest of the season, it, it, it does hurt. Also, having a lot of uh, players opting out hurts because, you know, let, let's take McCaffrey for, for instance. I know this isn't true, but maybe one of the players that opt out maybe would take a couple snaps away from him so he wouldn't be used as much. But with that being said, he's, you know, Injuries still happen. You could be the healthiest person alive. You take one snap and you break your leg. So it, it doesn't really matter. Jets and Colts, not the sexiest Colts. matchup. I will go with the Colts as well. Then a much sexier matchup, the Dallas Cowboys, who had a miraculous comeback against the Atlanta Falcons. Don't even go into it, but what the fuck were they doing on that onside kick? Doing Dallas, Dallas Cowboy stuff? I mean, You mean the Falcons? Falcons? The Falcons just stared at the ball. As it just trickles past them. Watch the tape, Dominic. I'm inebriated. The, the Dallas Cowboys take on the Seattle Seagulls in Seattle. Russell Wilson looking damn good against the New England Patriots. I can't. I have no answer for Wilson. He is a beast. They are letting. He's on fire. They are letting Russ cook. Now will Russ cook against the Cowboys? Yes. Yes. And yes, Russell is just killing it. I think he's. He what he's like both week one and two he's like like on like four hundred yards and like four hundred like four hundred touchdowns four touchdowns right something crazy like that yeah so this is not a fantasy football podcast if you like to go check out points and orcs every Tuesday but anyways they're not sponsored by Rays they are not sponsored by Rays we are not sponsored by Rays partnership partnership but if you have anybody on either the Seahawks or the Cowboys start them this is going to be a shootout a lot of points a lot of yards gonna be a fun matchup and i have the seahawks as well okay the detroit lions take on the arizona cardinals the lions kind of going downwards in the wrong direction and the cardinals going upwards i told you kyler murray cardinals gonna be good this year it is going to be in arizona detroit has a terrible defense but they are getting kennedy holiday back so that could help them keep up with the cardinals and that high-paced offense i think i'll Ooh. I think I'll stick with Arizona. I feel like everyone's good. They're going to keep going forward. Um, bringing someone back from injury, kind of, you don't know how they're going to take. So I think I'll stick. The, the, the more secure pick is Arizona. Fuck it. I'm going to go with the Lions. Okay. Lions That's gonna, two different ones, buddy. The Just Lions are going to win. Kenny Galladay coming back. Who knows exactly how much, how many snaps he will be taking, but I think that's going to open up the offense a little bit more. And if the defense can keep Kyler in check a little bit, I know that's a lot easier said than done, but I'm going to go with the Lions. Why? don't really know why. I did that last week, picking the Texans over the Ravens, and that did not go out so well, so we'll see how that favors 
Then we got the Tom Bay Buccaneers going to Denver. Don't you ever do that again. You said that last time, and I did it again. Damn. So the Buccaneers take on the Denver Broncos. They also have some significant injuries. Cortland Sutton, starting wide receiver. He will be out the rest of the year with a torn ACL. Drew Locke will be out for a few weeks with a shoulder injury. So we got Jeff Driscoll, those damn old Driscolls, will be starting the game. Tampa Bay, I mean, they beat Carolina. Wasn't very pretty. Leonard Fournette ran for over 100 yards against them. So maybe Leonard Fournette is taking over that starting job. So this is another thing to keep an eye out. I do think Tampa Bay will get, will get the win here. It is that high elevation in Denver, so maybe that might play a factor a little bit. Maybe this is the week that the Buccaneers finally put everything together. Well, I'm benching Tom Brady, so I'm going with with the Broncos. Even though I'm stupid and I know the Buccaneers are going to win, but I'm going with the Broncos. Alrighty then. Then the Sunday night football matchup. We got Who the. Who are you picking? I already said I'm going with the Buccaneers. Fuck you. In the Sunday night football matchup, we got the Green Bay Packers taking on the New Orleans Saints. Michael Thomas, I believe, is still out. He will not be playing. Green Bay looking very good. Devontae Adams looks like he will not be playing. So two of the top five wide receivers in the league will not be a part of this matchup. Sucks. But the Green Bay Packers are looking real good those first two weeks. I know they've played the Vikings and the Lions, who might not exactly be the best teams in the world. New Orleans coming off of that disappointing loss against the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, Dominic, two teams kind of going in opposite directions. They both had high expectations at the beginning of the season. Who wins this marquee Sunday night football matchup? The Green Bay Packers. As much as I want to say the Saints will win, because they are my Saints, they are my Super Bowl pick, for better or for worse, I do think the Green Bay Packers will win this game. I have not liked what I've seen from Drew Brees. Maybe he should have retired. I don't want to just hang him out to dry right now. Damn. I'm really? just saying. He has not looked very good. Yes, I know Michael Thomas is his security blanket, and he is damn good, and he makes he's going to make all people look a lot better than they actually are. But I have not very much like. I mean, they came out, they took the lead early, and they just couldn't get anything done, and I don't feel that, 40, that Raiders defense is good enough to make Drew Brees look the way he looked if he was Drew Brees. I know injuries do play a key, but I feel like the Saints have enough weapons to to do without Thomas. But yeah, I, you can't you can't put anything on Breeze. It, it's it's just the, the hand he was given. So then we get another really good prime time matchup as we go to Monday Night Football as the Baltimore Ravens take on the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. It is the battle of possibly the two best teams in the AFC, both teams entering the undefeated. Dominic, who wins in this possible AFC championship preview? You know, Brandon, given this a lot of consideration, but I can't come to a conclusion. It's going to be a tie. Ooh, Dominic going with No, God, tie. no, God, no, God, no. Um, who do you pick? I will go with the Baltimore Ravens. I have liked to, from what I've seen, not only from that offense. The offenses look good. They're running the ball very effectively like they did last year. But I think the defense is also very good as well. We saw the Chiefs. Maybe you can say they didn't game plan for Herbert. 
as much as, you know, maybe Herbert is a completely different quarterback compared to Tyrod Taylor, so that really threw him for a loop. But I do think the Ravens are going to go in there, run their game plan, stop Mahomes enough. They're not going to completely shut him down. I could see this maybe turn into a, a mini shootout, you know, high 20s, low 30s, something like that. But I would go with the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, then I'll go with Kansas City. Because you're different. Yes. Then another marquee Thursday night football game. This one, not as fantasy relevant as Miami and Jacksonville. True. The Denver Broncos take on the New York Jets at the Meadowlands. Obviously, injuries on both sides. We're going to have to wait and see who is playing. But we don't have the luxury, Dominic. I think at this moment, I'm going to go with the Jets. And at this moment, I will go with the Broncos. <sighs> Another one. Five different choices. Make a break. Make a break. Make a break. Now, that will do it for the sports, but we will get into the questions. How do you know we got questions? Maybe we don't. I actually have a question from the Instagram. What? You want to go first? You can go first because, you know, I think Mr. X should get his own own little thing. So, yeah, you go first. So, once again, if you guys want to follow us on the Instagram, it is Curveballs and CS. This one, someone slid into the DMs, and this comes from Mr. Tyler Genderson. I know, I know. This is a quote-unquote points and doinks fantasy football question, but he has a very important question. He's he hasn't helped either one of us out because he said since we're playing each other, he won't help us out. Not going to hold our hands. He has a question: Who is his flex start? Should it be Tyler Boyd, Corey Davis, or Jarek McKinnon? Davis. Why? Because. I'm going off the top of my head. What name sounds amazing? And it's Davis because if Miss Davis from behind the middle school, Southern was going to have one. She was the goat, Miss Davis, Mr. Davis. Well, this is definitely going to help him out because I will go with Tyler Boyd. I do think that the Bengals will be behind in the matchup or behind in the game against Philly. I think you're going to have a lot of the attention go to AJ Green. So I think Tyler Boyd will get a lot of the job. You know, he's going to get a lot of looks. He's going to pile up some points. He did have a very good showing against the Browns last week. I will say he already has Davis starting as his flex. But Corey Davis is going against that Minnesota Vikings defense. That Vikings defense has not looked good whatsoever. But if they're not very good, possibly, I mean, Aaron Jones went the fuck off last week. So if Derrick Henry gets the workload and does what Aaron Jones did, then maybe they don't run the they don't have to throw the ball as much. And I know you're gonna want Corey Davis because you have Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback. Jerick McKinnon, I think he has a steady floor being the running back. It's all just what you want. I think if you're trying to go for a steady, you know, floor, you know, ten points, I think Jerick McKinnon is the guy because I think he will get some work done. He does have that injury history to where Maybe the 49ers are going to hold off on giving him all this, all the touches because they don't want him to go down as well. But I think he's going to get enough touches. He might have a big play or two. So Jarek McKinnon, I would say, if you're trying to be safe, but if you're trying to go for the home run play, I will go with Tyler Boyd. We'll see. He's bet you he starts Davis, and he, he wins his matchup because of him. Watch. It's okay. I mean, he you asked us a question, and I gave you that right now. He gave he asked us a question last week in the group chat, and I gave him the right answer. Didn't I Didn't I say Brown? Yeah, and I picked Davis. Davis had a better game. What Anyways, up? Dominic, uh, do we have any questions? Well, yes, we do from Mr. X because it is the world-renowned 
Mr. X's questions of the week. Anyways, it, it's he sent two different emails because he forgot to add something to the sports one. So I'll start with that, and then I'll go to his, to his normal email. So uh, I know on the first email, it says, you know, hello, salutations and whatnot. But, Brandon, you're the USC expert here. You are a bare-knuckle brawler, I heard. Just so, like Paige Van Sant. So the question is, USC... 253 is upon us. Who you got? This money's on, and I got this. You ready? You got this. Yadisenya. What's his first name? I, I, it just says Yadisenya. Israel. Israel. And Israel. Uh, Yadisenya? Yadisenya? I don't know. It starts with an A. Adesanya. <laughs> Israel Adesanya. Whatever. Or Costa. I mean, okay, so it's his money's on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Costa can be scary, so I guess we'll have to wait and see. Brandon, who do you got? So we got uh, Adesanya taking on Yoel Romero in that last fight. That was possibly the worst fight we've ever seen in our entire lives. And Yoel Romero and then Paulo, Paulo Costa, I think, you know, two similar guys are going to really try to beat you with their power. Now, Acosta might be a little more aggressive, might not be, you know, trying to go for it. He does have that scary power. I'm gonna go with Costa. Why the why the fuck not? It is on Fight Island, so I'll go with you because I have no idea who these people are. Because I don't watch UFC. Just try to be cool, so people will be like, "Oh, this guy's cool." So I'll go with Costa too. Sure, why the hell not? Anyways, back to the original email. Greetings and salutations. Now, Brandon, I know you agree with this, so I'm just gonna read it, and you probably don't need to say anything much about it. Trevor Bauer may now be my favorite pitcher. Goat. If he does not get the Cy Young, there's something wrong. Is that true? I definitely think it's between, uh, I almost said Syndergaard, Jacob deGrom, Trevor Bauer, and Yu Darvish. Those are the three guys. At the moment, who deserves it the most? I think from a statistical standpoint, you have to go with deGrom because deGrom is having another fantastic season. Trevor Bauer is an interesting one for, like, the memes of it because if the nat if the writers give him it give him the Cy Young, you know, does he have a little photo op with Uncle Manfred and everything of that nature that could be a lot of fun, but I think Trevor Bauer definitely has been uh, really good. The thing that's that's bitten him has been the home runs when he has his outings, really the only way people are scoring off of him is the home runs. You Darvish is, is doing his thing over there in Chicago as well. So my personal favorite is Trevor Bauer because Trevor Bauer is amazing. But I do think from a DeGrom. an analytical standpoint, I think DeGrom is the most favorable person. Just like Juan Soto, who was my ML, you know, NL MVP, is having the statistically the best season. But will they get it? Who knows? Because the Nationals, as I also predicted, are, you know, should have been the National League. Well, it's funny that you mentioned home runs because his next question is, will we ever see someone hit for the, quote, home run cycle, end quote, in this or any generation? Or will it be one of those things that's not impos- impossible? Does that mean solo, two-run, three-run, grand slam? I would assume. I mean, it's not I impossible. Mean, I mean, people hit four home run games. Not all the time, but it happens occasionally. Will we see it in our lifetime? Well, I hope my my, uh, my plan is that I live at least a good, you know, maybe 50, 60 more years, so I'd hope so. so okay, so you say yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't think so. I think I think you can get close to it, but I think 
this day and age, there's not enough base stealing stuff like that to set up the bases loaded to set up the the you know two people on three you know all that kind of stuff. I think you need because everyone's just striking out walking or getting home runs. Exactly. And okay, that is it for the f- sports. Now we're on to the wrestling. Bye, Travis. Goodbye, Travis. Travis, by the way, raise energies. CBCS, come on, help us out. I know you're a hardworking man, working yeah. those uh, seven to three hour shifts. Exactly, man. You're a real man, right? So, on to the wrestling part. Uh, is there any way that Retribution can save this gimmick from sinking after it's revealed that it's Mad Max cosplayers with dumbass names? No. That's it? We'll get into it more often, but no. Okay, cool. Uh, and last, actually there's two, sorry, I thought there's one, but two more questions. Uh, what's the end game with Alexa Bliss in this angle? I think she's going to be completely turned and go to the dark side and be with Bray Wyatt. I mean, we've already seen her look with change Bray up. or with the Fiend? With the Fiend. Okay. So, I, I mean, I think that's kind of the logical next step. I think it's you might get that story to where she is with the Fiend, and then you get Nikki trying to shake her out of it. And you can, I mean, maybe she is just like, she's a female version of Bray Wyatt to where she has... Split personality? She has a split personality to where she's, you know, sinister, dark witchcraft on one side, but then she's like bubbly, sparkles, splash Alexa Bliss. From NXT or something like that. I don't know. Okay. Which, you know, shout out Sparkle Splash Alexa Bliss. She's a goat. Now, last but not least. Brandon, who's going to make the return at NXT TakeOver? So I did write this down so we can get into this right now. The vignette was someone, quote-unquote, breaking in or retrieving an NXT title from a glass case. So that would assume it's a former NXT champion. Now... Luckily, there's not that lo- there's not a long list of NXT champions, and the well, we can go through that. The most popular pick that I've seen thus far, and it's kind of something I came to a conclusion of before I saw everyone's pick, is Bo Dallas, someone we haven't seen a lot. Oh God! I know, I know. It doesn't sound very good off the top. It doesn't. <laughs> you just hit, did you hurt my dog? Maybe I tried to grab the back of his neck like he's a cat. You're a monster. Try to pick him up. You're a monster. Give him the old Lion King. <laughs> he's naked. Why, yeah. is your, why is your dog naked? Uh, he's in my house. Why doesn't he have a collar on? What happens if he runs away? Uh, he's a good dog. He doesn't run away. That's what they all say before they run away. Or are you going to run away? He's looking at me like, yeah, I am. <laughs> Come here, bub. The mean man hurt you. I'm sorry. So off the top, the only people that, I mean, you got Samoa Joe, who hasn't done anything. that, But the guy in the thing didn't like look like Samoa Joe's body type. You know, Shinsuke, yeah, he Biggie, does. Seth Rollins. If we're looking at the earlier guys, Sami Zayn, but Sami Zayn's on SmackDown doing his thing. So I think Bo Dallas is kind of the only logical one, unless you're going to go to Aleister Black, but he's doing his thing on Raw. So Bo Dallas is kind of the only guy who's not doing anything. I have a good pick, which is, I don't think it's true, but it's a pick. You know, it doesn't have to be a former champion. He literally said, I'm coming back for my title. It doesn't have to be a former champion. Um... This man, I think, had a few matches in NXT. And then he left to go back to TNA. Wrestled in NWA for a little bit, too. That man is James Storm. He is a free agent. He did not re-sign with TNA. I feel like he did have a great opportunity if he would have stayed with NXT. You know. So I feel like it could could possibly be James Storms. I don't think it's Bo Dallas. I feel like if it's Bo Dallas, it's f- 
bad choice. Horrible bad choice to send him back to NXT. Oh my fucking god. He's barking at that dog in the mirror. It's in it's actually a glass door, but yes. Whatever. Here's reflection. He's barking at the dog in the mirror. Anyways. Um, Mascot over here. I think it's James Storms. I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay, is that it for uh, Mr. X's questions? Yes, that is it for Mr. X's questions. And if anybody else wants to be a part of, you know, if you if you email often enough, I might even give you a little catchy jingle, but it is curveballncs at gmail.com. I'm sure you can DM Brandon at, was it curveballsncs on Instagram? Yes. I know, very confusing because one has an S and one is not. Because uh, someone actually, someone, you know. Go ahead, bury me. Like you always do, go ahead and say it. I said one of us did one of them and the other one did the other one. So you okay, can, yeah. You can figure out who did which. Yeah. So, how about instead of just, you know, rudely saying that maybe I did the wrong one, maybe you can take the blame. No. Okay. Let's get on to the recaps. We got AEW at Dynamite. We get the in-ring debut of Miro teaming up with Kip Sabian, defeating Joey Janela and Sunny Kiss. Match was all right. I hope that Miro kind of breaks away from Kip and does his own thing, whether he's a heel or a babyface. I do like the pairing of Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. I think you can do more with them. I know they're getting a lot of work on Dark, but I kind of want them to... I like the vignettes they had early on, them coming together. I kind of wish they did a little bit more of that. But, I mean, it was fine. It was kind of a good introductory. I didn't like how Miro injured his ankle at the beginning, and he was selling it, but then at the end, he was perfectly fine, and that, that was not even a factor. Do, do you think it was him trying to be have that heelish tendency of like, oh, I'm hurt, but I'm not? Or do you think it was just a stupid storyline? I don't know. Probably a stupid storyline. Something yeah. that is not a stupid storyline is Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega, the broken broken hearts. I don't know. It breaks he, all of our hearts. Adam Page takes on Evil Uno, and he defeats Evil Uno. Once again, Kenny Omega is on commentary, and Hangman gets the win decisively. Uh, Kenny on commentary once again, you know, putting over Hangman, but doesn't want to team with him by any means. No real, like, after-the-match shenanigans or antics or any real storyline developments like last week. But just another good, straightforward match. Kenny, you know, I, I think it's more he's a babyface when he's not wrestling, but then he gets a little over-aggressive when he's in the ring, so maybe we're going to see something when Kenny, whenever he has his next match. I don't know. Is that when he probably torn, turns heel or do you think this is going to be an ongoing kind of thing with them where neither one of them really full-fledged turns it's just kind of like the you know just fucking with us i don't know but someone who or i guess some people who have kind of full-fledged turned heel at this moment would be the young bucks the young bucks or i guess matt jackson has an interview with tony Schiavone. he is you know kind of saying he's sorry for everything that happened and then he you know tony asked the wrong question breaks his phone and everything like that so you know i mean they're kind of taking the storyline very slowly right now the young bucks doing heelish things i think they're just kind of waiting for their moment whether it be a match with ftr or something with another tag team it's all right well i mean we, i think we've been through this you can't really have young bucks and ftr because they're both technically heels uh so they team up bringing the f bring FTR into the Elite and form a new version of Elite? We get the TNT champion, Brody Lee, defending his championship against Orange Cassidy. He defeats 
Orange Cassidy, but then we get the return of Cody, has a new black hair, comes in, lays out everyone in the, now I was almost going to say the inner circle, uh, Dark it's Order. the Dark Order. It is the Dark Order. Too many factions, like what MJF said, but lays everyone out, Brody Lee. Uh, gets away, then Brody cuts a promo afterwards and challenges him to a dog collar match. So, you know, three distinct parts to this part of the show. Dominic, uh, take it one by one or whichever one really stood out to you. Let's just take it one by one. The match itself with Brody Lee and Orange Cassidy. I thought it was an okay match. I feel like, I, I don't know if you feel the same way because you probably don't. But I feel like Cassidy goes from serious to gimmick, serious to gimmick, serious to gimmick, like too much now. I kind of want him to be one or the other. You know, you can have your, you can either have your serious moments every once in a while or your comedic moments every once in a while. But I just, I want him to stay one way or the other, not keep flip-flopping. I think that I like the match, I think, a lot more than you. I think with right now, Orange Cassidy isn't really a part of segments and haha funny moments like he used to be. I think he's definitely more serious, but that's just kind of what has happened. He's evolved from what happened at the beginning of Dynamite to what he is now. Uh, you know, he did a little bit of shtick at the very beginning, but for the most part, he was wrestling like a normal wrestler. And yeah, I mean, Cody comes back. Dominic, your thoughts on that? His new look? I do not like the new look. Just because you can clearly see it's super, super, super dyed. Granted, yes, he did bleach his hair, but I feel like he should have just let that wear out before he went and dyed it. I'd have been fine if he just went back to brown, but... Yeah, what's wrong with that? But he's sinister. He has black hair. That makes... I mean, go on, Dominic. You know, everyone who has black hair is an asshole. Is the studio mic here on? No, they're not. I was, it was more burying me than burying the studio audience. You have black hair? You, well, I always wear a hat. You don't know. Take off your hat. Bald! 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 It's Baldine, <laughs> Oh, sorry. I've taken my biotin, okay? Sorry, I'm looking at a Trish Dadish thing real quick. Sorry. Well, what you looking at? Hey, you want to see that? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll flip it right at the right moment, okay? Just, 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 just bear with me. Just bear with me. And we're flipping. Of course you're. You can dig that, right? Did did Jim Ross like that tweet? Because I know sometimes he'd be liking those thirst traps. No, no, he didn't. All right. I'm Uh, hungry. Dog collar match. Dominic shaking his head. Apparently not a big fan of the dog collar match. Were you? Hey, it's different. I mean, I I wonder. Studio's coming, Jim. Shut the fuck up, gay vape. I I mean, she's probably going to come here and yell at me and say that we're taking too long and she's hungry. Yeah, probably. Then we get FTR cutting a promo, saying they got a 20-minute brush with greatness match where someone got to last 20 minutes with them, but if they, whatever, blah, 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 pretty much straightforward heel shit. Best friends come out, challenge them, FTR about to, to face them off, but then they're like, oh, no, we don't want to. We're trying to, you guys just had a, a grueling match last week. You guys should rest up and then face us. So a lot of heelish stuff going on there. Liked it. Straightforward. And best friends, after coming off that big win last week, makes sense for them to be kind of the pseudo number one contenders if they are. I haven't paid attention to the rankings in forever. Do you think the best friends will ever win the tag titles? Maybe, but not right now. Not not, not against FTR. We get uh, Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa teaming up and defeating Ivelisse in Diamante. 
We've seen a lot of these four women wrestle. They're kind of the core. I mean, they're kind of just the women's division in general Yeah. right now. And uh, Sheeta and Rosa win. I thought the match was good. And we're kind of getting to the next step to where Sheeta and Rosa will face off for the NWA title. By the way, respect to uh, Thunder Rosa. Painting her face like animal. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, we get Private Party and Matt Hardy. They are talking. Matt Hardy try- giving us an update once again. Uh, he gets he got laid out last week, and he's questioning what happened. Says Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho says no, and then we get blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then we're going to get Chris Jericho versus Isaiah Cassidy next week. So excited. Can't hide it. Just like Orange Cassidy? No, this is Cassidy with a K. Oh, sorry. Different. Sorry. I thought they were like family or something. Do not think so. Okay. We have, Jer- speaking of Jericho, we have Jericho and MJF in another promo backstage. Uh, they question each other about what they said in that stupid, very contrived segment they had a few weeks ago. They make up, kiss and make up, and they all bury Tony Schiavone. You know, it was fine, I guess. Chris, Jer- Chris Jericho could do no wrong. Then in the main event, Lance Archer tested positive for COVID, so he was not. Oh, that is a great finisher to that match. Oh, wait, that wasn't the match? Lance Archer tested positive for COVID, so he was not able to be a part of the show. So they pulled some strings and made John Moxley take on and defend his AEW World Championship against Eddie Kingston. They had an early segment to where Kingston cut a promo, very much like the promo kind of wish I heard from Moxley after the fact. But in the end, Moxley gets the win. It was about 8, 10 minutes. Nothing super special by any means. Moxley gets a uh, very decisive win here on Kingston, but then in the end, the Lucha Bros, Kingston, Starks, Taz, all of them stand tall in the end. This might have been the finish to the match to begin with, but, uh, you know, un- under the circumstances, I'm not going to be too critical on exactly what all happened. Do you think Archer was going to win the title anyway? Oh, I mean, I guess you just said that was the thing you were... It was supposed to be a six-man tag match to begin with, Dominic. Oh, it was. I thought Archer was supposed to face... Archer is taking on Moxley on October 14th. What is that? The anniversary oh. of Dynamite. Oh... Remember, Dynamite also debuted the same day the A's lost in the wildcard game. I don't remember that day. Because you blacked out? Yep. Someone stole my friend's cooler. Yeah, still still <laughs> waiting for them to return back to me. But uh, They also had a uh, show after uh, basketball on Tuesday. <sighs> Nothing. I mean, we're not going to go over it. I just, you oh, know. Okay. Do you think that's a, a big deal? They drew like 66 or 660,000 people. I think that's a pretty dang good number. Especially for it to be, uh, you know, after midnight West Coast or East Coast time. Exactly. Maybe Not drawing bad. some extra numbers. I mean, they didn't really, you know, they didn't break a million viewers on Wednesday. They got like another 800 plus. I still think it's decent for after basketball. That's bad. I mean, not bad. Not bad? Not or bad. Not bad. Something that is not bad was NXT. My appetite for food. I'm freaking hungry. Shocker. Dominic is hungry. God. My girl Candice LeRae wins the Women's Battle Royal. Unfortunately, my... Uh, pick of Mercedes Martinez was not going to come to fruition because of what happened on Raw, which we will get into. But Mother Girl, Candice, wins, so she will take on EO at NXT TakeOver October 4th. Excited to see that match. We've had good matches with them. Once again, Dominic is being lazy, so he's going to take the microphone and <laughs> stick it onto his gut, so if you hear some weird noises, that is why. I would laugh. All you hear is just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, and here comes the dogs. Anyways. Dominic Candice winning the Battle Royal. Fuck Candice. Shotzi should have got it. Shotzi was the second person, or the last person eliminated. Runner-up. She was the runner-up. That's how you want to classify it. Yes. Sorry. Sorry for your loss. 
Candace is not going to win. Candace is near is just there as a you know jobber. She's a glorified jobber. She wins when she needs to win, but in the end, they say you're going to lose to put her over. You know why? Because she's affiliated with Joey Ryan. Yeah, I went there. Oh, you went there. Fuck Candace. Don't you fucking talk about Candace <laughs> like that. I will gut you. Please, I got a big gut. Tommaso Ciampa takes on Jake Atlas and defeats him pretty quickly. I think it's a good sign that Jake Atlas was in this. I mean, I wouldn't even call this a feud, but a mini program. Ciampa gets the win here, you know, building him up as a heel. Fine, I guess. Nothing. I, you know, I, I was really big on Ciampa. Uh, let's see. When we saw him at War Games, when he. War Games! But ever since then. I haven't really cared for what he's been doing. I know he had the energy and all that kind of stuff, but even when he's come before that, I wasn't really high on him. After the injury and what he's doing now, I'm still not high on him. It's making me even not really like him anymore. And I don't know if that's due to the injury, if it's due to what, however they were booking him and whatnot, but it just, I haven't really enjoyed what he's been doing. I think with him being a heel, I think that's definitely going to help him out. I think he's much better as a heel. With no fans there, you're not going to worry about people cheering him. Yeah, I think maybe a logical step is to get him against Finn Balor. You did have the little stare down with Kyle O'Reilly. We'll be challenging Finn Balor. But uh, who, who knows? I think he's going to be that gatekeeper who will maybe have a brush in the main event every once in a while. But for the most part, he's going to be in mid-cards, take on some up-and-coming guys, and you know, he's gonna, he's either gonna knock him down what, or beat him. He's going to be what Ka- Cassius Ono was doing. You're there. You're a big name. I think he's much bigger than... Cassiano. Cassiano, I love him, but he was he was he was a gatekeeper, but on the low card, on the low mid card level. When you first break in to NXT, you if, go through him. Yeah, it goes. Cassiano's level one boss, then Tommaso Ciampa's level two boss, and then the NXT champion is level three boss or North American, then NXT champion. So Damian Priest, then Finn Balor. Yeah, a little mini boss, mini boss battle. Speaking of Damian Priest, he defeats Austin Theory. Uh, you know, Austin Theory not winning a lot at the moment, but Priest gets the win. Then Johnny Gargano attacks him at the end, setting up their match at TakeOver. Once again, good, straightforward. I enjoyed it. Good job. Uh, we get a mystery vignette, which we already talked about. We get Ridge Holland with a squash match. We've seen Ridge a few times in NXT beforehand. He is a former... He is a former, uh, I believe, rugby player. And he has a kind of distinct look. He has the uh, Sami Zayn-esque hat. He has the... He almost kind of looks like Sami Zayn, but just a lot more jacked. I mean, I, I've i never... I've not been too high on him. I haven't really seen a lot of his work on NXT UK or outside of WWE. I'm just kind of a wait-and-see attitude, I guess, on him. I'm going to go with everything you just said. Agree, because I couldn't hear anything. Rich Holland. What the fuck is Rich Thoughts? Holland? Exactly. Then we, <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly wins the uh, Gauntlet Eliminator Ooh. match, which means he will take on Finn Balor at NXT TakeOver. I am so juiced for this. I've been singing the praises of Kyle O'Reilly, and he is getting his shot. Obviously, he's not going to win. Maybe. But. But. Adam Cole is destined to be called up. Wouldn't this be a perfect time for him to win it? And you can kind of make Adam be like, look, you're the champion. I'm still the leader. And Kyle's kind of like, but look, I'm the main champion. And then you can have the little kind of dysfunction. And then, you know, kicks Adam out. Adam kind of, you know, can feud for a little bit. And then Adam gets booted up to the big leagues. And then they can bring in a new 
Adam Cole-ish person for his spot. Bo Dallas. Yes, Bo Dallas, fine. All right, moving on to Raw real quick. We get Retribution being revealed. So the, <laughs> the anarchist group who is tearing down WWE and, you know, doesn't like that they're an evil corporation and all the wrestlers who, you know, bow down to the evil corporation, what do they do? They're, well, they're employed by the corporation anyway. So. They sign a contract with that evil corporation, and then what do they do after they sign with the evil corporation? They come out and yell at all the wrestlers who take money from the evil corporation, even though they're taking money from the evil corporation. Would have been different if, like, you know, they could have went about that a little bit different, I think. And then they come out, and we have five of the members, but there are definitely a lot more. In uh, very not good mask in terms of covering their identities. Obviously, Mia Yim... Mercedes Martinez, Dio Madden, and Dominic Dijakovic. And then the only one who actually has a good mask because it covers his face is Shane Thorne. They all have stupid names. I'm not going to remember them. Slapstick. Slap, Slapjack, Mace, and T-Bar. T Don't ask me which one is which because I will not remember. Xbox. Oh, no. I remember T-Bar is Dijakovic because I've seen him tweet some things. And for some reason, like WWE or whoever retweets them. So that's the only way I remember that one. But, <laughs> uh, you know, they have the match with the – uh, Hurt Business, so once again, Hurt Business being heels everywhere else on the show, except when it comes to Retribution. The babyface is standing up for that evil corporation. Dominic, your thoughts overall? We were burying Retribution this entire time, and then just, it keeps getting Which sucks, better. because I think, I mean, I think everybody knew when they said it was Mia Yim. I think everyone was like, okay, we see it. But it really makes, it bums me out, because if... Well, I know this is going to fail, but when hopefully these people all get torn apart and they're going to have their own singles, tag team, whatever they're going to do on the main roster, hopefully it doesn't hurt them in the long run and they just don't get fired in a couple months when this whole shit doesn't really work. So, and because me am excellent, excellent, phenomenal wrestler. Dominic, great. Madden, I have my reservations. Mercedes Martinez, proven talent. It, it, it's it's going to hurt. I mean, I, I don't know much about Shane Thorne. I'm pretty sure you're probably all about him. But um, it's one of those things where, you know, most of these people can have a decent run in on the main roster, and it's going to be spoiled by this. Yeah, that's why when I said just bring out some jobbers in retribution yep. garb and then just have everyone bury them and kick them off and tell them to fuck off, I think that would – much rather be the better play here because... I mean, you could have done that too, but then, you know, they could have been like the trap for her business and then you could have had the real... Then you probably could have had them come out and beat the holy hell out of them and prove and show your dominance. Retribution can just fuck off. Okay, sure. We get Seth Rollins. This feud between him and the Mysterio family just will not end. He has the manila envelope and he goes all Mori. And he teases that Dominic is not Rey Mysterio's son, even though we already know this. Because it's Eddie's. Eddie is his biological father, just Rey has custody of him. We already know this. What if he's, What if Seth says, I'm your father, this, I'm your dad, This I'm your is puppy. canon, even though Seth is like 10 years older than I'm Dominic. your puppy. Anyways, he then, then says that Aaliyah, the daughter of Rey Mysterio, is not Rey's daughter. So now we're just going to go this whole route, and then, you know, Rey's like, you know, whatever, don't, don't. Big dog laying a massive duke right now. <laughs> we got, uh, you know, Aaliyah or Ray's like, oh, you know, Aaliyah, she's young and she's, in, you know, she doesn't know what's going on. And then Aaliyah's like, oh my God, Dad, you don't know me. Don't talk for me. And then she barges off and then they have a little conversation. And then Blake, or sorry, Buddy 
Seth Rollins' buddy, Murphy, Murphy, goes and simps over Aaliyah. Says, you know, whatever, thank you for showing compassion, blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm here for you. I don't think he said I'm here for you. But Do you think when she, that, was it two weeks ago when they had the cage match or whatever? Do you think that was. That will be last week. Oh, sorry. It's two weeks for me. Um, do you think it was scripted to her to go there and be like, oh, you... Oh. I would assume so. Okay. I, I just wanted to make sure, because if it wasn't, and they're making a storyline out of it, I, 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 w- I would think that Ray would be pissed, but... Yeah, I, I mean, Aaliyah seemingly is now the center of the storyline now. Where do you think this goes? Is she a wrestler? Is she turning I think on she's someone? trained, or somewhat trained. I haven't... I don't pay attention. I think I've seen her take bumps or something like that. So I mean, yeah, I don't think she's gonna be delivering six one nines and frog splashes and shit. But I think I know she. I, I thought I've seen her take bumps. So it's very early, so I'm not gonna cast too much judgment. But I kind of wish that this is over. I mean, is Seth leaving for paternity leave anytime soon? And is this like the way you write him off? Maybe Becky comes back. Says Seth, you're not the daddy. Please God, no. Uh, Ray, you, know, you know that's going to happen. Randy Orton makes his illustrious return after, once again, we get Keith Lee taking on Drew McIntyre. And then what, hap- what happens at a Keith Lee match? Disqualification. Someone interferes. Thank you, Dominic. And that's what happened here. Randy Orton comes out and hits Drew McIntyre with a chair. And we get Randy cutting the promo. That was a really good promo, setting up their ambulance match, which we'll predict here on this very show. Do we have to? We can go through it quickly. Okay, thank you. That's on Randy Orton. I mean, it's Randy Orton. You can't go. You can't can't be mad at him. I think Keith Lee should have got the dumb job done faster. Shit. We got some raw underground news. Oh. oh, I know, Dominic. We oh, script's going flying. We had the Kevin Owens show, and he introduces Shane McMahon, the one and only Shane McMahon, best in the world, Shane McMahon, to promote the big, big match, literal big match of Braun Strowman taking on Dabakato. And Alistair Black comes out, and they do some things. And Kevin Owens, being Kevin Owens, kind of being some sly, underhanded. Dog whistle things, which I, I enjoy because Kevin Owens, vastly un- Go. Un- underrated. Go, just like Sonya Deville. Go. And then Braun Strowman beats Dabakato. So what is Braun Strowman like? Always going to be on Raw Underground, or is this just like a thing for him to do for a couple weeks? I think it's honestly just f- to what they figure out they're going to fucking do with him. I mean, I'm sure once fans come back in the arena, then you'll probably lose Raw Underground. But you know, whatever. It's Braun Strowman. Alrighty then, let's get into the Clash of Champions preview. Look at this, I'm even going to put the mic back on the table because I'm so serious about this. We are so serious about this Clash of Champions predictions. Every title, this is the one time year where every title is on the line except for WrestleMania and SummerSlam and Survivor Series and Money in the Bank and every other pay-per-view. Let's do this. But we're not going to talk about that. In the kickoff show, for some reason, we have the Raw Women's Championship match. Asuka taking on Zelina Vega. I think Asuka wins. I think it's safe to say if it's in the pre-show, Asuka wins. Lock of the week, Asuka defeats Zelina Vega. Yes, which is sad because I really, really want Zelina to win. Okay, didn't see that one coming. SmackDown Tag Team Championships, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura, the champions, defend against the Lucha House Party. We have, I almost want to say Ray Phoenix. It's not his name. No. Kalisto. Yes. He is... Well, I was going to say, Kalisto is turning, seemingly teasing a heel turn, so maybe this is something or another, a blow-off. But uh, I think Cesaro and Shinsuke get the win here. Uh, Yeah, probably, most likely. Then we have the Women's Tag Team Championship match as Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defend against the Riot Squad. I really hope Shayna and Nia win, 
not to take anything away from Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, but I think they just won the titles. They need to retain them. Yeah, I think. I mean, the Riot Squad is an actual tag team, so I mean that would be good for the division. But I think you kind of book yourself into a corner with Nia and Shayna because both of them are gonna be protected by the company. I'm a little scared that Nia would be more protected than Shayna, and I just don't know if. I mean, what we've seen from them the past month, two months with Ruby and Liv, that they're going to want to put them over against Shayna and Nia. So I, I think Nia and Shayna win. Not expecting too much from this match. We have the Raw Tag Team Championships. The Street Profits take on Angel and Andrade. I thought they broke up, but apparently not. We're going to get this match for like the umpteenth time. Does Garza and Angel get the W? I hope so. I'm so over the Street Profits. We need some new blood. New blood? Yeah. I'm going to go with the Street Profits. No real reason, but fuck it. I'll pick them. Okay, sure. The United States Championship match. Bobby Lashley takes on Apollo Crews. We've seen this match once again, Dominic. Did SmackDown you guess? spoiler. Dominic, fuck it. What's the SmackDown spoiler? It just styles Intercontinental Champ. Oh, wait. Hang on. That, that. Never mind. Sorry. I forgot this was. It, never mind. I thought well, AJ Styles was a champion. Well, but I, I don't yeah. think AJ Styles can be. I mean, if he is a champion, I would assume he would still have to defend in a triple threat ladder match because that will be taking place on Clash <laughs> of Champions while Jeff Hardy, the champion, will defend against AJ Styles and Sami Zayn in a ladder match. Dominic is your boy Jeff Hardy in his element and getting the win in a ladder match. I hope so. But then again, honestly, I, I, I want, I'm picking Jeff. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if Sami Zayn wins, though. I'm going to go with Sami Zayn here. I think uh, Vince kind of gets a kick out of Sami's shtick. I think he – I'm not going to get too political here, but I, I feel as though Sami and his, you know, very socialist views, yeah. Vince might say, want, might want to, you know, portray him as the ultimate heel and everything like that. And then let's get back to that United States Championship match. Bobby Lashley against Apollo Crews, United States Championship. I mean, it's a match – no real build. It's been much more focused heavily on Cedric Alexander and his new turn. I think Bobby Lashley wins. Match maybe could uh, be sneaky, all right, but nothing real more than that. Yeah, sure. Dominic, we're almost there. Sorry. We are almost there. What was it again? SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey taking Oof, on got this. Vicky Cross. Got this. It is finally going to be Nikki's time. Nikki Cross is going to be the new. And it's going to be her first major singles title in WWE. Which means I will go with Bailey to win. I think if you're going to have Bailey hold on to this title for such a long period of time, I think you're going to want to have Sasha be the one to take it off of her. And, uh, yeah, I mean, shout out Sasha, star of Mandalorian. Haven't seen Mandalorian yet, have you, Dominic? No, I wanted to, but somebody wouldn't let me. I thought, I thought studio audience liked Star Wars. <sighs> Apparently not enough. Hmm. She'd rather watch her uh, telenovelas? Yes. For like the 20,000th time because she just watches the same ones over she's and over again? She's actually watching Hannah Montana now. Because she's an adult. Yes. Is that, is that the last time uh, Miley Cyrus was hot? No. No. Why are you <laughs> looking at me like that, asshole? Jeez. Go and uh, scrub through the last live stream that we've done if you guys want to understand what we're talking about here. Now, Dominic, what is the main event of Clash of Champions? Is it the WWE Championship match or the Universal Championship match or another match? Universal. So, because Roman's going to Roman. The WWE Championship match will be Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton in an ambulance ambulance match. An ambulance. Who is getting Drew? I got to agree with you. I'm going to go with Drew as well. I think this is actually going to be the main event 
especially if Drew does win. I think they like to have those visuals of the babyface standing tall, getting the victory with the heel getting ambulanced out of the building. I will go with Drew, but in Dominic's main event is the Universal Championship match. Roman Reigns, the champ, taking on Jey Uso. Possibly we're going to see a new look. Roman Reigns without a vest t-shirt covering his uh, abdomen region. Maybe some new music is on the horizon. I've really enjoyed what they've been doing with this feud. I know we don't talk about SmackDown really much at all, but I really like the video package they did with Roman and kind of the Anawaii Samoan Dynasty video that Paul Heyman narrated. It's a good, simple match for Roman to get over his heel character, win big, win strong, and maybe even go a little too far by beating up his cousin. Well, I mean... I have to agree. What they're doing with Roman is fantastic. Um, to me, it is too Brock Lesnar-esque, but, I mean, it is Roman, so, you know, you're actually going to get a wrestling match, not just, you know, how Brock does his thing. But, you know, Roman will retain just because the Uso will never be a, a singles champion of that caliber, at least. I can maybe like a mid, mid-card or something, but not, not universal champion. Well, that will do it for us for Yay. today. Dominic can go Yay. and eat. Dominic, what is on the menu? I don't know. I don't. Oh my gosh, you guys are gonna. So you and me gotta go get dinner. I will actually. You know, people are waiting for me at home because we're probably gonna go get something for dinner. Wow, Tiff, motherfucking tea. Well, were you gonna go get dinner? I don't know. Oh. It's fine. Go go be with your family, Brandon. You know, it's whatever. Yeah. Anyways, thank you all very much for tuning in. Make sure to have a, a lovely weekend. Don't know what else Watch to say. lots of football, drink lots of Ray's energy drinks. You're just selling selling out, Dominic. Selling out. I'm a huge big, sellout. Big sellout. I'm going to go eat food now. Good night. All right, Dominic. You go and eat food. Go and follow us on all the socials on the Twitter, Facebook, and the Instagram, Curveballs and Chair Shots. The handles for Twitter and Instagram is Curveballs and CS. You can slide into the DMs if you want to ask us some questions. Curveball and CS at gmail.com. Make sure raiseenergy.com if you want to get a free sample pack. And if you want to buy even more, use promo code CBCS to get a 15% discount so you can help the boys out. Because let's be honest, Dominic wants to get that kickback because we do get a commission hashtag ad. Actually, and just so you know, before you do your goodbye, goodnight, McGangbangs, 50-50 tie right now, Sonny Sable. Wonder why. I haven't voted yet. You haven't? I have not. Did bullshit. You, did you vote? Yeah, bullshit. You haven't voted I, yet. Bible. God damn it. Pretty sure maybe Big Daddy has voted. So, And I know what. I mean, I don't know. We have to stay tuned to find out. So, Which means Sonny is definitely going to win right now. You never actually answered my question. Is it Sonny with a U or Sonny with an O? Oh, you. Okay. Anyways, on that note, for uh, Sonny, for Sable, for the big dog, for the little dog and the mascot, and the studio audience who did not make an appearance because she's too busy binge-watching Hannah Montana. Goodbye and good night, uh, McGangbang.